Welcome to the Power of Faith and the Ministry of David Hathaway. Please join David as he ministers today's word. And you know, I find it very strange when I recently, when I obviously was preaching on the on, on, on the Easter message. Uh, this year, I was particularly struck by one thing, and that was that re-reading it, uh, and, and you know, however many times I read the scripture, it seems that the more I read it, the more I see something different or something unusual. And what attracted me this year was the fact that um, Mary went to the tomb, of course, and found it empty, sent for the disciples, and Peter and John came, and Peter entered into the tomb and saw the empty tomb. Now, you would think that he would be so emotionally excited at that revelation that Jesus was no longer there, that he was actually risen. But it makes me question how strong their faith was or how they really perceived the miracle of the resurrection. Because what did Peter do? He went home. <laughs> and I, I just stand back in amazement. I can't imagine myself being that. You know, you, you've seen Jesus, you've worked with him for three years, you know he is the Son of God, you understand the truth of every prophecy and everything that he has said, and you know when he goes into heaven that you know what's going to happen. He's going to come back. But at this moment, when Peter actually sees the empty tomb, he goes home. And, you know, even after that, in the days that remained, even though Jesus was to meet with them until shortly before his final resurrection, the Interesting thing is that they were the disciples were still in some kind of persecution mode. Because even by the time the day of Pentecost comes, there were 120 of them in an upper room, but they were meeting in an upper room, not in the sense of rejoicing and joy and uh, praise God, uh, Jesus is alive. They were meeting in an upper room, 120 of them, because of a sense of persecution that they were isolating themselves and locking themselves up and and the doors were closed and the windows were closed so something has to happen to change these disciples from the how can I put it the reclusive persecuted group to become the fiery powerful evangelists who were to revolutionize and change the whole world of course, we know what happened. It was the moment when the Holy Spirit descended on them in the upper room, and the transformation was absolutely instantaneous because they threw open the doors, the windows, they climbed up on the flat roof and began to preach, and it is said that 3,000 men were converted in that one day. And if that's 3,000 men, if you add in women and children, you can well imagine they could have had 10,000. So something happened to transform them from the... Uh, shy, reluctant, fearful men 
into the ones who were to become the apostles, the disciples, the missionaries, and to take the gospel to the ends of the world. Do you know, I think we need something like that today. Because particularly as we're looking at the question of this coronavirus and the, the fact that churches can't be normal. I know people are saying to me, look, we've got freedom in the church and we can worship. The churches are open. Come on, let's get real. What you ha have in your church is not church as it was before with the freedom to invite your friends in and to pack in tightly into the building. So often your building packed out and not enough room. Those days are not with us. And in actual fact, when I begin to question pastors, they're not having the same number of meetings. They don't have the freedom. Because there's question, no, you can't sing. Um, or do you wear face masks? Or uh, can you even fellowship with people that are not in your own family? These are not normal conditions. <laughs> well, what are we going to do? Unfortunately, a large section of the church is acquiescing to it and saying, oh, well, praise God, yes, the churches are open. Oh, no, yes, we're live streaming the services and we're reaching people. That's true. But the church itself doesn't exist as it should do until it meets together in communion, worship with joy, with singing. I mean, the scripture is so full of praising God and singing and giving God the glory and also of spreading the gospel outside and bringing people in. We don't have that kind of freedom. And I do believe that we do need some kind of explosion, some kind of revelation in the church to change us, to make us become what we should be today. And I'm looking to see, I'm spending time in prayer, I'm seeking how we can overcome these difficulties. Uh, one could say, do we need another Pentecost in the church? And I would say, amen to that. We need another Pentecost. Because when you look at those early disciples, what was the thing that so distinguished them, which uh, sent them out? It was not only an anointing of power, but it was the miraculous signs and wonders that followed. And hey, don't you think it's about time we got some of those miracles back into the church today?
Thank you for listening to The Power of Faith, broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting www.eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are a large assortment of videos, magazines and books for your growth in God. We would like to give all new subscribers to David's ministry a free gift. To receive your free gift, visit www.eurovisiontv.org. Remember, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits. Worship used by kind permission of Vinesong, www.vinesong.com.